Welcome to the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, straight-talking life coach, Pooja McClymont. This show provides simple self-development, supporting you to embody your self-worth so that you can live the happier, more fulfilled life that you deserve without burning out. Thank you so much for listening today. Here we go, it's season two, episode two. I want to start by thanking all of you for your feedback on last week's show. I had no idea it would have been of so much interest to you and I'm glad that we started back with the podcast on a topic that resonated so much to that end. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, please would you head over and subscribe, rate and review the show for me. It's a real help. It helps other people find the show and I would greatly appreciate it. Second thing I wanted to say is that if you want to connect with me outside of the show, the best way to do this is to sign up to my email list. I send a weekly email called Pause with Pooja on a Friday, and it's just basically a nice, simple roundup of the week in terms of helping you get through. And I do some wellbeing recommendations and stuff like that. Plus, you get to be the first to hear about any new programs, offers, things like that. So I'd love you to connect with me over there. And I have a really nice like dialogue with people who are on the list. Like we have real time, you know, emails and stuff. And it's a really good way of connecting. The other way of connecting that I'm quite active on and will be useful because I'm always posting stuff on there, like on a daily basis, is on Instagram. So if you don't already follow me on Instagram, my handle is at Pooja McClymont. And let me know that you're a listener of the show. So I know who you are. I'll follow you back and we can chat and just connect and get to know each other better because there's some fun stuff I do over there, especially in stories. Okay let's get to it. So in today's show, I'm going to be exploring what it means to be your authentic self. Now, if you've been in the self-development, self-help space for a while, you'll be familiar with the term authentic self. But what does it actually mean and how can you apply it to your life? Before I started to go deeper within myself, the word authentic really bothered me. It was as if all the social media posts were saying that I was fake and that I was resistant to it all. So I wanted to break it down for you in my straight talking simple language so that you might be able to embrace it for yourself as well. When we're working on ourselves and approach the authentic self phase, it can hit a little deep once we start exploring it. And this is because it's almost, well, it's pretty much alien to us. So we've been living a certain way as a version of ourselves for so long that anything other than who we are just doesn't feel right. And I guess this is where the growth opportunity lies. I think this quote from Gandhi really sums up what standing in your truth or your authentic self really means. Happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. Simple. So ignoring the buzzwords for a minute, when you are doing the things that are just for your own happiness, you start to move into a more contented state. And further to this, as you become more content, you also become more aware of yourself, your needs, your happiness, so that when something feels off, you recognize it and then make the choice that aligns with your innermost values. Now, the program that I've recently been doing has been about aligning your authentic self with your business. So essentially being more you in your business or being more me in my business. And at first I wasn't sure what this meant, but as the weeks have gone on, I've realized that 
I've been fashioning two versions of myself in my business. Now, this is a common version, work me and real me. And I've been caught up in the professional portrayal of being a coach. So someone who's qualified, who continues to grow, someone who doesn't blur the lines between coach and coachee, and someone who knows her stuff. However, where this wasn't serving me is that not only has the world changed, marketing has changed, how people want to receive information has changed, but, and probably most importantly, I have changed. Now, I was approaching my business as my 20-odd-year-old self when I was killing it in my marketing career, but the goalposts have changed and my ego essentially didn't want to get on board. Now, it's true that there are some things in marketing today that just don't sit right with me, so I won't be doing them. But what I've done is I've taken a more pick and mix approach to marketing that aligns with my values as a human being and the coach I see myself as, one that is essentially ethical. But let's talk about running my business as as my 20-year-old self. Well, obviously, I'm not in my 20s anymore. And further to that, life has happened pretty much quite fiercely in the past 10 years and I've changed. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing, it's just change. So if I want my business to align with my values, I have to show up in the world embodying those values. Now I mentioned this in the previous episode, but what serves me best today is to lead with love. I have a genuine passion for helping others who have experienced a similar journey of life and I want to help them overcome those challenges before they burn out like I did. That's it. And that's the simple why of what I do. But it's been difficult to communicate this because I've been wearing my work hat rather than my me hat. So this is what I'm currently working on in my growth as a coach. Now, self-worth has always played a key role in my work and I've tried to market it in various different guises that, well, essentially haven't worked. Well, they haven't worked as well as I'd hoped. Now, I was also trying to talk to my ideal client with my work hat on rather than my puja hat on. So I've been consciously making those changes over the past six months and I do see a marked difference in both me and my business as a result. So the final piece to this self-reflective journey has been still worrying about what people think. Now, when I started out in coaching, I didn't have the confidence to say out loud that I can help you with your self-worth. I hadn't worked with any clients yet, but that was four years ago. And since starting out, I've obviously worked with clients and my business has had different iterations, basically to try to relate to the type of client I want to work with. And each time this was a growth moment for me, but the pandemic really hit me where it hurts. There was a lot of frustration inside me and unknowingly it was coming out in my communication and the conversations that I was having with myself. I knew I could give so much more to my clients, but I wasn't sure they would embrace it. So I held back. And what exactly was I afraid of? Well, I was afraid of being me, who I am today, with all the work that I've done on myself and the knowledge that I've gained, not only from increasing my skill set, but also from the life experiences that I've had. And all this growth has helped me value my self-worth so much that I no longer need anyone's approval to live my life. It's something that's always been there, brewing underneath, especially since my burnout, but I hadn't brought it into consciousness enough to align it with my conscious self until now. 
So this journey has taken about nine years to achieve. And of course, I am still growing and learning and will continue to do so until, well, until I die. But what is different is that I'm aligned with my values. So what I do in my life, whether it's work or personal, it's getting more and more aligned with what makes me happy. Believe me though, (laughs) it is a work in progress. Those aunties who like to tell you that you still haven't lost weight or that you need to have a baby are still a bit of a challenge, but I am working on it. So that's my journey. And the reason why I'm sharing it with you is to show you how the dots have basically connected in terms of self-worth and where I am today and why the podcast has obviously changed and my business has taken a slight, I'm going to say it's a slight pivot in terms of how I'm communicating what I do and how I help, but how does it help you? Now, I think a lot of self-worth has been A lot of self-work actually has been intertwined and adopted by people who are, you know what, they're not qualified to talk about it. And what I mean is those people, influencers, you know, that we see on the gram who talk about self-work, but it's, it's, you know what, it's just for show. And this really bothers me, especially as they're influencing thousands of people with their trending posts. Now, self-work is not a trend. And it's finally something that's been accepted in mainstream society. But of course, as it feels self-serving, it is still laden with guilt and shame. Anytime you work on yourself or put your needs first, you're going to start to feel that pang of guilt. And where does this come from? Well, both our upbringing and society. Now, if we're really, really honest with ourselves, we can reflect enough to learn where some of our limiting beliefs come from. And we can see that no matter what age we are today, we are different. We have changed. Life has changed us, but yet our mindset, our mindset has stayed the same. We haven't grown into the people we truly are when life has actually changed us. Now, I'm a firm believer of the truest way to connect with someone is through shared experiences. No one's perfect, but if you can share or relate to experiences, it does bridge the gap between not knowing someone and trusting them. And this is what I bring to you as a coach, someone who has walked this path and continues to do so. And also, I'm not perfect. (laughs) I'm no different to you. I'm just a few steps further than where you are right now. And I guess this is my calling, you know, this is why I'm here. So as I reflected and I started to align my business outwardly to my values and the person I am today, I was able to see the different stages that I've explored over the past nine years to get to this point of contentment. Now, this has led me to defining three key stages and experiences that help me to understand my self-worth and stepping into it. So if this is something that is resonating with you, I have broken it down into the three stages as basically a first step in getting to know yourself more, which is something that you can start doing yourself. And the first stage is self-awareness. Now, what you want to do here is acknowledge first that you are different to who you were last year, last month, last week even, that what's happened to you in your life doesn't determine your worth, it just is. But that your worth is defined by knowing that without external achievements, you're still an incredible being, that you're worthy of all that you want, all that you desire, and that you are totally capable of achieving this. 
Now, when we start working on ourselves, the usual suspects of the ego come into play. So self-doubt, overthinking, procrastinating. And instead of acknowledging these thoughts and working through them, we succumb to them. So raising your self-awareness is imperative to understanding who you are today and who you want to be. Now, once you raise your self-awareness, you will be more open to experiences in your life that have contributed to under to you undervaluing your self-worth. Now, the second stage is about your values. Now, I know this is a tricky one, but if you can spend the time trying to understand what they are today, you'll be able to align them more easily to all facets of your life. Now, I'd recommend starting from a place of visualization. So imagine that you're the person that you want to be. Ask yourself what you like about that person. What is important to you as that person? What interests you? And then see what values come up through basically doing this exercise. But you must visualize it and you must visualize big. Don't play small. Really go into the depths of your soul to uncover you. And the third stage is about how you align those values to love, life and work. Now, this is self-explanatory, but without the actions, these pretty much, you know, these values, the self-awareness, all this work. Oh, I want to know my self-worth. It's just a dream. You have to commit to the actions and commit through acceptance of yourself. And this acceptance is that, well, it's not going to be perfect. It's going to take time to adjust. You will need some time to feel comfortable, but it is possible. There are two key elements that are going to help you here. Consistency will get you there and having a genuine will to change, basically your life is going to bring you there. Look, knowing your self-worth, understanding your self-worth, accepting your self-worth, it's not an easy task and it is going to be very, very alien to you if you're embarking in on it really for the first time. But all is not lost, right? The difference in self-worth, like self is, self-worth gets interchanged with self-esteem. Now, self-esteem is more related to your achievements, okay? So things that you've achieved in your life, be that in work, in your personal life, whatever. Whereas self-worth is, despite all of those things, you are still an incredible person worthy of everything else. Self-worth is about not being conditioned by the things that we have grown up with, things that we've been told about ourselves, things that we have mirrored from other people. I'm just going to give you a very quick example. But if we think about our relationships with our mothers, now, if you're a woman, your mother is your first role model, right? So she is the person who sort of says, this is what it means to be a woman. And all of our, I guess, our beliefs are ingrained into us by the age of five, between sort of like five and seven, those core beliefs are there. That's when they are formed. That's when they are concreted. And that's where we get our first set of values from. So depending on what our mothers were like, that is pretty much the behavior that we mirror. And it's a running joke, isn't it, in society over the years? Oh, so long as I'm not my mother, I just don't want to turn into my mother, right? <laughs> we've we've all been there, I'm sure. And the thing with that is that we know that there were things about our mothers that we didn't like, but because they were our mothers, we accepted them. But what's happened is as our life has gone on, we have defaulted 
because as life gets harder, we default back to those core values that we had, which unfortunately probably don't align to our adult selves. And then this is why we sort of come into our 30s, our 40s, and we're like, hold on a minute, life doesn't feel right. Why do I feel like I have so many more problems? Why do I keep overthinking? Why am I procrastinating so much? Why can't I achieve this promotion? Why can't I get the man? Why can't I do this? And when we get into that state, it's because we are basically not our true selves. We are a version of ourselves based on life's experiences. So when we're doing this kind of work, and this is where the first stage, as boring as it might sound, because obviously I've talked about self-awareness upteen times, but if we do not actively engage in raising our self-awareness, we are never going to be able to see where the path has come from, where our values come from, where our beliefs come from, and essentially what we need to do to change our story. Because it is, that's our story and we have the control to change it all. It's all up to us. As you know, this is my lingo. Everything's a choice. It's a choice. And I'm not saying this work is easy because it's not easy, right? It's not easy. Let's not be silly here and say, oh, I'm going to cure you in five weeks. No, 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 not at all. All that does is starts you on that journey, but you've got to actively choose to continue on it for the rest of your life or to continue on it until you get to your, or you find yourself in a place of contentment despite everything else. And that could happen, you know, after, I don't know, seven weeks of working together. That could happen after a year of actively putting this work in, all of a sudden you realize, hang on a minute, (laughs) I'm great. I'm great as I am. And I'm going to enjoy life aligned with my values. And I'm going to see what unfolds. And you'll see good things unfold because all you're doing is contributing to your happiness by living your life. Oh, such a beautiful thing to do. There was a funny moment I had, which I'm going to share with you. I wasn't sure if I was going to share it on social, but I'm going to share it with you guys because you're my private audience. But (laughs) private audience, private community, my God, ego much. Sorry about that. (laughs) But I was thinking the other day when I was connecting sort of self-worth and I realized that I was still worried about what people thought of me bizarre but there we go there was a little bit those remnants were still there but as I was doing that I realized that the reason why I haven't been able to sort of get a hold of my health goals and lose the weight that I want to lose is because my weight is not attributed to my worth anymore so when I was younger and my mum said no one's going to marry you no one's going to want you if you're fat if you're overweight well he did want me. He did marry me. I am still fat, just using my mum's words. And he still loves me, fancies me and all the rest of it. And, you know, I believe him when he says this is forever. I do. I do. Like when you know, you know. And that revelation just kind of threw me. And I was like, oh, for goodness sake. So I'm so content with my life. I'm so happy with my life that I'm now, I don't have a strong enough reason (laughs) to get back to a size 10. And I was like, yeah, I'm not on this. (laughs) 
I'm not in this. So I need to define a new why for losing weight. But it's very, I know that's, a, it's a very light example to give, but it's a very true example to give, you know, when you get to this place and I'm not in this place of like everything is rainbows and unicorns. I'm just in a place where my baseline is very different. So what makes me happy are things like being able to wake up in the morning, are things like having the freedom as an adult to pretty much do whatever the hell I want to do, bar my child infringing on that. <laughs> I have a loving partner, which is a bonus to my life. I enjoy the work that I do. I've never been so happy doing the work that I do. Like never been so happy that it, it doesn't even feel like work this is, this is the point. Like you get to this point in contentment where it doesn't even feel like work. It's just all intertwined with your life's purpose. It's beautiful. I love that in the contentment side that I'm better at managing my relationships and I'm choosing my relationships. I'm being more choosy with who I spend time with and I'm aligning myself with more people who I guess, uh, like me, you know, people who want to explore themselves, who want to be better people within themselves, who want to have better relationships, who want to have relationships, who want to be good at what they do in work and happy in that and want to up level and all of that. And by aligning myself with these sorts of people, it's just making all the difference to my energy, what I'm putting out there, how I'm living my life. It's just beautiful. And it just really makes you feel obviously it makes you feel content but it's a it's a feeling and you know and it's it's a really difficult one to describe that you just wake up in a way that's just like do you know what I've got this I've got this thing called life and I get to do it my way and I get to do it well so yeah I think there's something in that Thank you for listening to the Self-Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and review over on Apple Podcasts so that other people like you can find the show. To connect with me, please head over to my website, poojamcclimont.com and sign up to my weekly email called Pools with Pooja, where I share coaching tips to help you get through the week and improve your well-being. When you sign up, you're going to be given access to two self-development classes for free, one about living and working with purpose and the other about being the leader of your own life and for daily inspiration please follow me on instagram at pooja mcclimont sending you lots of love and talk to you soon